Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. I tried. You tried. Um, in today's edition of What Did We Learn from the News, can I give a little editorial comment on uh, Dean Phillips suggesting that Amy Klobuchar should do something else and that maybe should not run anymore? <laughs> okay, Dean. Okay, Dean. What has happened to our Dean Phillips? I Come on, Dean. No. Exactly. I heard that interview yesterday, and he also brings up the fact, well, you know, maybe Nikki Haley and I will run together. Oh, but there's a little thing called sore loser laws in uh, some states where they don't allow people who fail to get the nomination to run as an independent. So that's a little problem Is that, there. Is that true? Yeah, they're, they're called sore loser sore laws? Sore loser laws, right. Oh, that's hilarious. And then yeah. furthermore, this is after the interview with Chad. So Chad obviously didn't know about this when he got a chance to interview him. But mm-hmm. so these Joe Biden robocalls that appeared in New Hampshire that told people not to get out and vote. Apparently, it was, you can't make this up, it was a magician who created those robocalls, but he was paid off by a guy who had worked for Dean Phillips' campaign. Now, Dean Phillips' campaign says that individual no longer worked for our campaign, but he has now been tied to (laughs) creating these robocalls. So what has happened to our Dean? That's why politics is a tricky business. You know, I mean, you can claim all you want or you get in trouble with some stupid stuff that you say on the air or don't know the law properly. It's a tricky business. But go listen to that interview with Chad, you know, on Chad's podcast if you haven't heard it. But, oh, Dean. Oh, speak before we get to quick takes and speaking of podcasts, you don't want to miss the interview Hmm. that we had with uh, Elliot Payne, the Minneapolis City Council president that happened about a little less than an hour ago. We will replay uh, the significant portion of that interview coming up in about an hour from now because we got a lot of reaction to that. What's up, guys? This is Josh Wheeler, by the way. Listeners, Josh Wheeler. Josh Wheeler, listeners. It's my first time. Kind of nervous. Kind of no, nervous. Oh, I don't think so, Josh. Come on. Time. We've done quick takes before. Right. I've no? been nervous many hey, times. The monkey was busy today, so Brad went with me instead. <laughs> we're happy Jor- to have you here, Mike. Jor- Did start- you just call David Josephson a monkey? Monkey? Monkeys can ski. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we'll get to that later, though. Uh, Joe, we're going to start with you with this one. I want your thoughts on this little uh, nugget I came across yesterday. Uh, state ambulance services and other emergency personnel say Minnesota's EMS system is on the brink of collapse. Oh, gosh. Yeah, they're calling for $120 million in emergency funding from the legislature to address the problem. Uh, quote, unquote, we're not facing just facing uh, we're not just facing a problem or a challenge like we talk about often in policy, says State Senator Grant Hoschild. Uh, Hoschild, I think is how you pr- uh, pronounce it, uh, DFL for Hermantown. 
uh, but we're facing a crisis. I cannot emphasize this enough that this is a crisis we're facing in Minnesota. Joe, your thoughts on uh, EMS kind of getting overwhelmed on uh, uh, this time of year, you know, Holidays are over. Well, they better fix it. Yeah, correct. Yeah. My thoughts is they better freaking fix it because we need our EMS systems. Like this is what city councils everywhere should be working on. If we have a problem with our EMS system, don't just tell tell us about it in the news. Fix it so we can feel comfortable. If God forbid there is an emergency, we need to be able to call 911 and get some kind of a response, even if it's just somebody on the phone to talk with us. So my response is, uh, hello, lawmakers or whoever fixes this or funds it, this is really important. Fix it. You know, we talked to the, earlier this week uh, with Dylan Ferguson, who's the executive director of the Emergency Medical Services uh, Licensing mm-hmm. Board. And we talked about the necessity of having uh, good individuals become uh, paramedics and EMTs and Often they are on the front. We talk about first responders, and it's the EMTs really that are go to a variety of calls, and they're so yes. essential. And we've heard uh, with the changing landscape of healthcare too, with some of these smaller hospitals closing down, ambulance trips are getting f- longer and longer. And yeah, it's a significant problem too. And when you talk about older Americans too, so yeah, that's something that needs to be fixed. Adam, we'll go to you on this Fix one. the problem. That's yeah. a hot take. Fix it, the problem. That's, that's, I didn't come out in favor. No, we need fewer uh, EMTs. It's a very unique take, for that matter. Uh, Adam, we'll start with you on this one. Uh, you might have heard, we had an AT&T outage yesterday. I did hear that. We do have, finally have an answer after almost... Uh, China? China? Was China? it China? This I can tell you. Uh, apparently, it was due to a processing error while they were expanding their network. Finally got the answers on the do you mysterious buy, AT&T no, that's, Jordana, do you buy any of these answers when we have outages and they're always, it's always like, oh, we were testing something out. Do you yeah. buy any of those? I don't. Um, I think I think those really? are. I th- honestly, I guess I'm a conspiracy theorist, but I, yeah. I feel like there are always bad actors trying to uh, attack our systems. And instead of saying, yep, you know, we got attacked yesterday and now we're trying to figure out how it helped. I don't think they want to tell us that. And probably for good reason. So they say, oh, you know, we were trying to uh, some new software and uh, we thought we had things lined up. But I, I don't buy it. I honestly don't. And I think that if you look at bad actors in the world, terrorists or foreign governments that are bad actors, that is the way they do it. It's not with bombs anymore. I think it's with attack on our technology systems and that. And AT&T just didn't want to admit it. So they said, oh, yeah, that was I, us. We were doing a little I, test. Or, yeah, it's a t- is it a test run by somebody saying, oh, yeah, we disrupted it? And, I, yeah, I don't think AT&T wants, AT&T wants to come out and says, you know, we got hacked and, boy, mm-hmm. they caught us off guard. No, I think they give us excuses like, oh, you know, we're, um, we're testing out something and we just, you know, it's like, okay, come on. Really? My, my yeah. concern with that situation is if it was a processing error, as far as expanding your network, that's something you can just pull up your computer real quick and tweet out or communicate out to customers saying, hey, we're aware of the issue. We're looking. We're trying to resolve this ASAP. Uh, but, no, they did not put out any kind of notice or communication for several, several hours yesterday, uh, leaving a, a lot point. of customers kind of curious as to uh, what's okay. what's going on here. Yeah. That's a really good point, Josh. That, not, yeah, If there was testing, they would have been like, yeah, we're doing a test. You're Okay, you're right. I think we should be more conspiratorial. <laughs> Thanks, you. Thank you for coming. <laughs> yes. 
Well, Adam and, Adam and Jordana, you guys are big knockers here at WCCO Radio, and you've probably sat courtside at a few basketball games. Not once. Oh, Talking no? Talking about my knockers. No. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that got weird. Well, you said Only it. once. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> uh, well, two Mavericks fans just last night. This. They're yeah. uh, probably feeling a little embarrassed after last night as a video would surface of a middle-aged oh, man and a woman calling son star power forward Kevin Durant, the B-word. Bitch. They call him a bitch. Yes. Oh, oh my God. Yes. Uh, really? Dur- yes. Yeah. Durant would approach these two immediately out of his little jog onto the court. To- basically did a beeline if you watch the video. Yeah. Uh, Jordana, where do you stand on the fans and their behavior when it comes to you know, being right in the midst of all the action? Do you think it's, uh, I paid for my tickets, I could say and do whatever I want? Or do you think that fans are kind of getting a little out of hand with the latest stories that we've been getting here in sports? See, whether it's the city council or super rich people who can <laughs> afford courtside tickets, they just, there's no decorum. I think you can cheer. You can maybe even call somebody a bum. Yeah. But there's I creative, think there, like there's creative heckling. Is, a creative heckling is right. actually accepted and well done. And, and, it, and it can be applauded. But, no, I saw the video of this. This is not okay. And then they're both like, oh, we're just trying to. And the guy said something about, oh, I have a podcast. Like, so what? Like, no. I mean, so you're trying to get a rise out of him for that? Yes, it's buffoonish behavior. You shouldn't be able to just lob insults or say anything you want mm-hmm. to athletes just because they make millions of dollars in play, just because you got a good seat. No, grow up. And it's, it happens in so many walks of life. You nailed it, Jor. It's just, it's just mm-hmm. a, a ruination of society. That honestly, and I know we use that term a lot, but this is it. When we become like idiots and morons and feel like we can say whatever we want to people, it's it's disgusting. Yeah, it's. I, uh, I agree. It's the woman immediately reached nice out her way. hand too to you know give a nice little handshake to Kevin Durant, and he was no, not please. having any single please. part of it. Uh, and why would he? After somebody calls him names like that, I wouldn't. After somebody did something, said something mean to me, I wouldn't be like, oh yeah, I forgive you. You just you're doing it for the publicity. Screw your podcast. Yeah, not good. Uh, we're out of time, so that's all I have for quick takes oh, for no. today. Just three. Um, that's okay. I, I do right. have another. Well, no, let's, no, let's, let's, we'll let's, move on. We'll, we'll move on. Okay. All right, all right. No, because our own DJ is gone. That's why Josh is filling in. We're going to talk to DJ about where he is a little bit later in the show, but it has to do with an outdoor event. And we saw this story yesterday about Mount Everest. Adam, you know where I'm going with this? I do. People are climbing Mount Everest. And leaving something And they behind. are, yeah, doing as humans do. And we will talk about if that's uh, what the new consequences are next. See, someone texted us, Adam. Yeti hate stepping in people poo. Yeah. See, if there's Yeti on Mount Everest, which there probably are, <clears throat> that's why this is happening. Now, if you climb Mount Everest, you have to bring your own poop bag yeah. and pick up your poop and take it down to base camp. Well, honestly, I can't believe we've had to, like suggests this to people already like I know, you wouldn't right? bag up your poop and bring it with you i'm this is i you know in all seriousness this is reflects a very larger significant problem with mount everest which is that so many people climb mount everest now there are literal lines to get up to the summit so many groups climb mount everest that it's such big business that there are literal you have to you are waiting in line so you can get up in a summit. It's like a ride at Disney. D- doesn't World. that sort of like defeat? The it does. I think of, it does. Right? I mean, it's. I'm not anticlimactic, and I'm not. And I'm not suggesting that it's an easy feat. Like, oh, anybody can go. No, it's still very dangerous, and it is. Mm-hmm. You have to be highly trained to do it. But there are so many people, people who have money, by the way, 
who mm-hmm. are in good shape and think, you know what, I want to climb Mount Everest. So they hire guides, and there's plenty of uh, guide services there willing to take their tens of thousands of dollars to put the, bring them up the mountain. But the problem is so many people are doing it, and it's not only the poop, which is the <laughs> grossest part, but like the air tanks that they use because it's so dangerous once they get above 8,000 mm-hmm. meters. That's the, what they call the death zone is that literally any kind of added weight you can't physically bring that back so they just leave the stuff there including by the way bodies i mean if people die on mount everest they just leave them there because there's oh. no it's not it is too dangerous to carry someone or bring someone down because it endangers the people who are still alive but yeah the poop situation and this is something not to get too graphic but like if you've been ice fishing for a long mm-hmm. period of time mm-hmm. you, you gotta poop and I've been out ice fishing with people, and you bag up your poop and you bring it with you. Uh, and it's gross, but humans do that, and you should take it with you. So it's disgusting. It's disgusting. And now you have to. I'm looking at pictures of these. It doesn't even like, you know, it's supposed to be so pristine up there. I imagine yeah. that's where people go, be, you know, to have that experience of being completely in nature. But my God, you're right. Like, I'm seeing. Stains yeah, on, the, are, on the snow and yes. lots of garbage up there. Well, it's, when it's you see great. when you see pictures of li- literal lines where people are stopped and yes. you have to stop and li- like you're in, like you're like waiting for a ride, you you're just stop there. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. and the problem is you're in very thin air and you you know like I said it's very dangerous, but you still you got to wait your turn and you only have a certain amount of time to get up there. So I mean, can you imagine? Like I don't know what it costs. I imagine it's probably twenty to a 30, lot, I'm sure. twenty to thirty thousand mm-hmm. dollars probably to pay to have somebody take you up to the summit of Everest, and you might not make it because you might miss the window of weather, obviously, um, and you might miss the window. Like, let's say you're waiting, and oh, we ran out of time, and we won't be able to get up and back before uh, our air runs out. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. It's a problem, but can we stay for briefly on the idea of? Um... Waste human excrement. Thank you. I think I know where you're going. With I, I don't this. know. I don't know how to. Are there human say excrement yes. story here? This one is a little there more intriguing one. to me. Yes. Yes. This is about the what's called a dry toilet. When an inventor found out that nearly a third, or excuse me, of the waste in Venice goes like into the canals, oh, she was like, "Okay, God. we need to. We need to. Can you imagine? Right. I'm sorry that I had to put that vision in your head, <clears throat> but she thought." We need to find a better way. So she created something called, her company created, something called the dry toilet. Okay, what it does, it's, it's Finnish. Finnish meaning like from Finland. Yep. The dry toilet separates urine from stool and is ventilated to keep odors out. They're using these in Finland, dry toilets. Uh, they're often available like in, in rural cottages because here's the deal. After you do your piece, you don't have it, you don't flush it. You put peat or sawdust on top of it. Yep. And once it gets to the top of however big, b- deep the hole is, they move the excrement to a larger airtight container and it stays there over the course of several months. Microorganisms die out and then they use it as fertilizer, as natural fertilizer. Adam, I have to be honest, this is a fantastic idea. Well, what it is, outhouses. People have been pooping yeah. in outhouses for years, so it's like going back to outhouses because we do but, that. Like, but this reuses it, though. Right. Like it, it, 
monster. You could actually use right. it as I don't know what point. they used to do in Alatons. I think this is a great idea. Do you think it will ever catch on? Will you peep? Well, will you poop on some peat moss and then <laughs> shovel some other, more moss on top of it, and that will be the new family toilet? It's either going that way or the way of the bidet. Like, uh, I'm a big oh. uh, supporter of a bidet, but that even uses yeah. more water. So mm-hmm. probably we'd... Look, if we have water problems in the future, uh, we probably won't have a choice. So, uh, but no, I don't see us anytime soon uh, going significantly moving towards a dry the dry toilet. Toilet, no. Yeah, because I imagine if it was in the house, it'd probably stink. Obviously, even if you covered it, I don't know. There'd have to be some kind of a ventilation system. And God knows, we live in Minnesota. I'm not going outside to poop. No. That's I mean, that's happening. the point, I think, is you, you have the, is the technology as such with the, whatever organics they use that it separates mm-hmm. the smell. But, yeah, that would be the big problem. Yeah. All right. Let's switch gears because I think we're done talking about this part of our show. When we get back, Tim Lammers is going to be joining us. We want to hear what he has reviewed for us and any good suggestions for streaming and movies this weekend. Next. We do it every week. We talk to uh, the one, the only Tim Lammers, who uh, joins us every Friday. Jordana just had to step away. Uh, she does periodically. And again, Tim, I'm st- I don't know what's going on here. I think she's got something <laughs> against you. It's like <laughs> I hear the name Tim. She scatters. Oh, here she's she's coming back now. She's coming back. And Tim, by the way, joins us on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. We thought uh, Jordana. We thought you were avoiding Tim again. I was get, I was getting oh, suspicious that was there was something dear. between. She the had two. a change of heart, did she? No, so sorry. No, I'm 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 back. But you know, Tim. Sometimes yeah. I got to take a break or a moment. You know, so uh, I appreciate indeed. you always. Being... It's all good. Yes, I no problem. It. You know, Adam just likes to make fun of you at every turn. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if and you knew I, that or not. Well, that's but, what makes okay. us. That's what keeps us fresh, man. That's what we're <laughs> gonna have that between radio <laughs> partners. <laughs> There we go. Our uh, movie pick, or your movie pick this week, is uh, Ordinary Angels. It stars Hilary Swank and Alan Richson. Let's hear a little sample of that. All right, Ordinary Angels. What are we listening to there, Tim? Did you like it? Yeah. Oh, I loved it. I have to tell you, I mean, and she said, I came by to give you this. It was a envelope full of cash. Um, mm. Alan Richson from Reacher. If you haven't seen that series on Amazon Prime, you must see Reacher. Yeah. Uh, really? My wife has a big okay. crush on the guy. Okay, so... Ah. Jordana, get ready to swoon. Yeah, he's big ripped, Can't wait. ripped dude. Yeah. Yep, kind of yeah, like me. Yeah, very ripped dude. Kind of like me. Hillary Swank. Kind of like me. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's a true life story about uh, this uh, woman. Uh, her name is Sharon Stevens. She's a spunky hairdresser. Or just has this can-do attitude. She finds purpose in her life when she finds out about this family uh, led by Ed Schmidt, played by Alan Richson. He loses his wife to this rare disease. He has two young girls. The youngest one, three years old, has this degenerative liver disease. She's in desperate need of a transplant. So Sharon makes it her mission to raise money to, you know, get this operation. But because the wife was in the hospital for so long with different things, they are hundreds of thousands of dollars in medical debt. And this is based mm. on a true story. 1993 in uh, Louisville, Kentucky, this all happened. So it really is about people doing good. You know, whether it would be Hillary Swank's character and just going to the ends of the earth to help this family, or smaller things, as you find at the end of the film, that are so crucial in saving this young girl's life. So it's considered a faith-based movie you know but it's not preachy it doesn't wag your finger or anything like that it's just basically saying 
be a good person. Yeah. And 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 if you be, if that. you're a good person, mm-hmm. you can you can make miracles happen. So I love that. I love that sort of mm-hmm. thing. Can I just ask you though, Tim? Because I I, I don't know. Am I missing something? But it seems to be there uh, the, every year now. It seems we have more and more of these faith based movies. Like and again, there's nothing wrong with it. But it just seems. Like this is something new. Am I just have I just missed ones before? Well, or? I mean, yes and no. I mean, look, they are very, very successful, and generally, they don't have the star power of a Hillary Swank, who's won a couple of Best Actors. Yeah, out, she's great. Remember, mm-hmm. and Alan Richson coming off, you know, the first season of of Reacher, which made him a huge star. Uh, so yeah, this is this is kind of moving the faith based subgenre into the mainstream. The thing is about these films is that generally they're lower budgeted, right? So they have time to afford to be into theaters, to build word of mouth. And one thing I've discovered monitoring the box office for as long as I've had is they have legs. Yeah, they the wouldn't make them if they didn't. And they yeah. make a lot of money, which funds the next film and, and funds the next mm-hmm. film. So, I mean, you know, when you have something like Ordinary Angels that comes out and really is, has a broad appeal – should appeal to everybody, honestly, because it's a feel-great movie yeah. about goodness. Yeah, we need that. We need that. We need more feel-good movies. Uh, Tim, I'm, I am a huge J-Lo fan. Have been since she was Jenny from the Block. Uh, even on In Living Color when she was a dancer. I yes. love J-Lo. Mm-hmm. Uh, fantastic. So there is this... I've been... It's been marketed to me on Amazon Prime, her new love story, I guess, based on her album... Uh, called a love story. Uh, let's play a little bit, and uh, I'm worried it's going to suck. So Tim's going to let us know <laughs> after the trailer. I might see it anyway, Sex just because addict. I love what? to look at Jennifer Lopez. I just love well, to look a at relationship her. addict. She she's in love with the idea of being in love, and this concept because this is a concept that is three pronged. A, it's an album. B, we have this musical fantasy, hour-long, I guess you could almost call it special, and then there's yet to come out a documentary about the making of all of it. That J-Lo bankrolled herself to the tune of $20 million, which when I look at it, you know, that's a lot of money to you and I, of course, Mm -hmm. but it's like, wow, everything they're throwing on the screen, it seems like it would cost a lot more. So it's visually spectacular, I guess in some sort of ways. It is... I just one giant music video because basically what she does is sings a lot of the different songs from her album. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a, it's a different way of going about things. And I have to admit, I, I really do admire what she's doing here. I'm not a big fan of her music or anything. I think she's a, a good actor and everything like that, but yeah, I just like something different. I like the way that she's going about this. And yes, Ben Affleck is involved, but you won't recognize oh. him. which is kind of funny. And I also read that they had to cut back on his appearance in the thing because uh, they had to cut back on budgetary concerns. I'm thinking budget concerns. She's bankrolling it. Why doesn't he just forego his fee? The dude is, you know, they're married. (laughs) Yeah. um, But yeah. So yeah, it, 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 it's scatter logical. I mean, yes, the, the overarching theme is, you know, her wanting to find love and, and coming to terms with her childhood and, so, you know, and, and, and in a way, it's, all, it's also been about Ben Affleck. So, yeah, it's very interesting, I will tell you. All right. Well, I think I'm still going to see it because, like yeah, I said, I, think I you look should. at J-Lo I, for hours. I enjoyed it. Again, mm-hmm. not being a huge fan of hers, I still enjoyed it. So, okay, we've got, what are we, a couple weeks away from Oscars or is it, uh, when, it when is it? 
Because um, March twelfth. March twelfth. So, Do we have any other big award shows before the Academy Awards, or is that the last? I one believe the Screen Actors Guild oh, is coming yeah, up. Oh, yeah. Our awards, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and that if you if you one of these people that are in Oscar pools, I always suggest this: pay attention to the guild. The Directors Guild named Christopher Nolan their best director. Because mm. these are the same people that are voting on the Oscars. Okay. All right. So I think it'll be a very telling sign who is going to go on to win just based on the SAG Awards. But also, I mean, it seems like they do gain momentum with all the critics' awards and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, right now, I mean, there's a lot of great stuff on streaming. I have to mention quickly Mr. Go and ahead. Mrs. Smith yep. with Donald Glover and Maya Erskine oh. is. It I starts love him. slow. Have, are you him. watching it? Not yet, but he's next because we started another one on our random review. But I love Donald Glover, the childish Gambino. My my son loves him. Everybody loves him. So I I just he's great. Yeah, it, he he really is, and also Maya Erskine is as well. It was supposed to be Phoebe Waller Bridge for a while, and. She was a fleabag, and then of course in the last mm-hmm. Indiana Jones film, but they left over. She left over creative differences, but mm. Donald Glover is very engaging. I mean, yes. I can see why he is as big as he is because he's really good in this. Um, one other thing that I realized that has really nothing to do with the series, but remember when we talked about how Amazon, if you wanted to pay an extra two ninety nine a month to avoid commercials, yep. are you doing that or not? Uh, no, no, we're, uh, I'm not. I can sit through okay. the commercials. Keep your money. <laughs> this is why. Okay. When watching this series, I realized they're not breaking up the show at all. What they do is they run 60 seconds worth of commercials at the very beginning. Oh. And that's it. That's it. Oh, yeah. You know, whereas if you got a Hulu or whatever or a Paramount Plus mm-hmm. and you got that with ads, they'll break it up like you you would see watching a show on network television yeah. with commercial spots. That is not the case at all. So it's like, wow, I am I, I, I was almost ready to pay the extra three bucks a month. But then mm-hmm. again, just watching uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, it's like, and the same thing with the J-Lo special. They didn't break it up at all. They just run ads. It's a pre-roll ad at the beginning, and then you're good to go. Jordana and I are watching now because it was our random review pick this week, Resident Alien. Have you seen that? <laughs> no, oh. you know, and it's in its second season, correct? Yep. Yeah, second and or third season. that's why yeah. it caught my attention. I thought, you know what? I got a lot of watching to do if I'm going to review <laughs> yeah. this. So, no. I'm glad it, how is it? How we is love it. it. I, you know what? It was. I started it. And I'm like, okay, this is kind of, you know, it's, it's a premise that we've seen before. But actually, it's very, I'm, I'm three episodes in now, and it's very funny. It's, it's actually nothing serious about it. There's a little kind of darkness to it, but... That Alan Turdick or whatever his name yeah, is, Alan Turdick. He's Tudyk. a terrific. He's actor. fantastic, and he's one of those. Yeah, awesome. He's one of those that guys like. Oh, I know that guy. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time he's kind of really been solo in something. And yeah, it's it's very good, very funny. A lot a lot of laugh out loud moments. Yeah, yeah, he's great, and he does a lot of uh, Disney voices yep. and that sort of thing too. Very talented performer. So I'm glad that he's getting a, a series where he can shine. And lastly, uh, everybody knows about my stance on Billy Joel. But I think yeah. Billy Joel is the uh, songs are either great or, or sh- bad. I will say this: his new song is great, and Tim, you tip me off to the video for the song is unbelievable. Isn't it though? I actually oh. almost put that down in the docket for today, and I'm glad you brought it up. It is very emotional, and you know, talk about the use of AI. Yep. For if you the haven't win. seen it, Jordana, yes. did you oh, see, you it? Have to see I, it? I'm going to watch it on the break. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, amazing. You have to watch it's it. It's amazing. 
you will be blown away. Um, and, and again, it's it's really emotional. And it, the great part about his songs have always been they're like, yeah, maybe they're autobiographical in a way, but they're in, we, we can relate to them, right? Yep. So we mm-hmm. see ourselves in what he does. And once you get to the end of this song, you're going to have to choke back the tears because it's like, oh, my God. It's yeah. it's an amazing song, amazing video, and I'm biased, but it's it's the best of 2024 and probably will be the whole year. Mm, wow, that is an excellent great, review, it is a great and song. I'm gonna yep. yeah, I'm gonna go look at it during the break. Tim Lammers, everyone, for Thanks, more Tim. on uh, Tim's reviews, you can find him at directconversations.com. You can see all his interviews with celebrities, and oh, I never avoiding you, Tim. Always great to talk with you. Oh, I know you don't. You don't avoid me, Jordana. <laughs> I, I know Adam. He just loves to tease. So Stirs there the it is. Does. Have a good weekend, bud. <laughs> See ya. You too. Yep. We'll talk next week. I'm going to watch that video during the break. Okay. I think it's like four minutes. I'll have time during the break and we can talk about it when yeah, we get it's, back. It's amazing. Yep. Cool. AI for the win on this one. Did you watch it? Yes. I, I didn't even finish it because it's like a four minute piece. And I'm at 4.05, and yeah. it's 4.36. Isn't it amazing? And, oh, my gosh. It's amazing. It is. Uh, first of all, the song is amazing. Yep. It's very Billy on brand. And um, Billy was my first concert, you know, at Yankee Stadium. Yep. It was my first ever concert. I'm a huge fan. I had all the albums. They were on cassette in my little sure. cassette carrier. Oh, yeah. um, gosh. this, And it gets at the end. It's going through like a montage of his life mm-hmm. with old pictures. It's just... I'm actually looking at one of him wearing a Yankee cap right now. I wonder yep. if that was at the show that I was at. The, uh, it was amazing. The song is uh, Turn the Lights Back On, but the video uses art of AI to oh, turn Billy Joel wow. now into Billy Joel of the 1970s and then the, of the 1980s and 90s, and it is incredible. It does not yes. look – it looks absolutely 100% authentic and real. You know, usually mm-hmm. we've kind of CGI. We've kind of grown eh, – you can kind of tell – you cannot tell. That is, you cannot. Uh, which begs the question, I would love to have the ability to see like an AI version of me like back in my 20s just to like watch me and like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I guess is that, uh, I guess, you know, if you had video of yourself back in those days uh, is the same thing. But like to put it yeah. to modern use, like turn back the clock at least on a video. See, I agree. And we've had this conversation. Some people think it's creepy and weird, but I think, like, don't you ever wish that you could have seen your grandparents on video or your great grandparents, like what they were or like younger. when they were little? They're hear them. Younger. And, yeah. Yes. I mean, if they have hear that their voice. Yeah. Yes. I, I would love that. Right. It's like, now, is it to see them or interact with them? That's the question. Would you want to interact with like a virtual uh, grandmother or virtual loved one who's departed? I, think- I still would. I think it's cool. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I get I'm, my mind might change if I'm able to do it, but definitely if they could create a, an ability to like have a, create a video of a lo- loved one when they were younger before you knew them yeah. or before you were around, that would be fascinating and cool. I think we should start this business. I, I think so too. Often people will say to you, "Oh, you're just like." Your grandmother, you just you look like my yeah. aunt when she was younger. And you can't envision that because that person is older now. And maybe there are remnants of bone structure or what have or smile. Mm-hmm. But wouldn't it be fun? Yeah. And also, they didn't take as many pictures, even when my parents are, you know, were children. It's not like today where we're photographing every single second of everyone's lives and posting it. You just don't have 
you just don't have that reference. I think that would be very cool. That would be a wonderful use of AI. Bring, bring your loved ones back to life.com. We're going to start that company uh, Love it. over the weekend. Okay, we started the show. Over the weekend. <laughs> talking to Elliot Payne, the president of the Minneapolis City Council. Uh, we wanted to talk to him about decorum and speaking calmly, and things got less than calm when Jordana was able to confront him about the resolution in support of the Palestinians. And uh, we're going to replay that and react to it next. You do not want to miss it. That is coming up after the news. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 